All right, everybody, welcome back to the showcast here on Next Level. It is time to move on to our guest portion of the showcast. Our guest this week is a hysterical comedian. If you watch any kind of television, you've definitely seen him before. He's known for shows like Eastbound and Down, Comedy Bang Bang, but now he can be seen every Thursday night on his Comedy Central show review. Please welcome TV's Andy Daly. Andy, thanks for joining us. Hi, thank you. Nice to be here. Thanks for calling me by my Twitter handle. <laughs> I exist in the world now. TV's Andy Daly. Yeah, TV's Andy Daly. We saw, um, I learned your Twitter handle from watching you a couple times on At Midnight. Which, uh, yeah. I, th- I thought you were great on, on that midnight. You were just recently on what, last week too, weren't you? I was. I was on with Natasha Legero, who won the internet, and, uh, <laughs> Derek Waters. We had a good time. Yeah. You, I think you've been on three or four times at this point? Um, something like that, yeah. And th- the last time I was on, I was eliminated, and I was like, fuck that. I'm never <laughs> doing this again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So- so I took a big long break between uh, appearances because it really did. It hurt to be the guy eliminated before the last act. I didn't like it. I don't care if I win the internet or not. I don't care about that. But I don't want to be the guy that gets booted. Yeah. <laughs> and I think you even did. You did an appearance as Forrest uh, Forrest McNeil too, didn't you? Oh, that's right. I did. Yeah. Forrest, <laughs> Forrest didn't play the game. Uh, that was something we talked about doing this time around. And I, I, I guess maybe they don't do that on at midnight. Like. People don't play the game in character. It might have been fun, but I did appear once as Forrest just doing like a, oh, I don't know, some kind of pre-taped bit. Yeah. I thought it would have been, I think it would have been fun if you played Forrest when, on that midnight. If you thought it'd be a lot yeah. of fun. I know. <laughs> I think the idea was floated and just sort of politely ignored. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, as we mentioned, you know, Forrest McNeil and Review, for people who haven't seen Review, tell us a little bit about the show. Yeah, so it's a, it's a comedy show on Comedy Central. It's fully scripted. It's about a uh, character that I play named Forrest McNeil, who is a reviewer, but he doesn't review food, books, or movies. He reviews life experiences. So anything that his viewers are curious about, like what's it like to have road rage, or what's it like to get in a bare-knuckle brawl, or <laughs> what's it like to join the Mile High Club, anything that people are curious to see him try, uh, he will do. He will full out have the experience. And he will evaluate it as he's doing it in a very kind of scholarly and academic way. <laughs> absurd thing. And then he'll, uh, he always assigns every experience, uh, you know, one to five stars. Yeah. And it's, it. it, it's very weird because it comes off. Steve and I were talking about this while we were waiting for you. Um, it, it, it turns out to be kind of almost like innocently awkward at times that he, yeah. it, it just, it, it becomes even awkward to watch sometimes. I mean, you mentioned the bare, you mentioned the bare knuckle brawl, which was your season two premiere and uh, just the, the guy, turned, you decking the guy and which was hysterical. And then the guy turning around and shooting you was just, you know, it, it just becomes so very weird, but I love it. Oh, thanks. Yeah. We definitely, um, you know, we, we like the idea of surprising people and keeping our audience uh, wondering what's going to happen next. And I think our show kind of has that reputation. It's very hard to predict. And and we're, we've set up a world where, yeah, the main character can get shot in, in the first, like, minute of a segment. <laughs> and horrible things can happen. And not only, like, horrible things, but sometimes sad things. So, you know, once you kind of said, like, all of those paints are in our palette, there's kind of no telling what's going to happen next. I don't know if this is going to end 
violently or tragically or shockingly <laughs> or sadly or anything can happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I love that we can do that. And Comedy Central has been amazing about allowing us to do that. Like you would think Comedy Central would say, yeah, no, it's, uh, <laughs> it's not, it, it can't just end in sadness. It can't just end in tragedy. It's, you know, give us a joke. And we've just kind of said like, well, that is the joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, when you uh, when you gave the quick synopsis of the show, it sounds so simple, but to me, it's just it's genius in the sense of taking. Well, the guy just reviews things, but he reviews life experiences instead of restaurants and uh, things like that that normal people would review. So I, I guess what I'm kind of interested in is what your inspiration was for the show, like kind of where the idea came from and took off from there. Well, it started. It, it originally came to me as uh, DVDs on my doorstep of an Australian series that had run for two seasons on, like, not even one of their main channels down there. It was kind of a, a cult hit, and uh, it was about a guy named Miles Barlow, who is a life reviewer, and and so it was very similar. And we were just asked to adapt it, and and it seemed like a perfect role for me to play. And so in adapting it, one thing we did that. It goes beyond kind of the, the simple, like, cut-and-dry pitch I just gave you of what the show is, is is that the experiences that Forrest uh, evaluates end up having a cumulative effect on his life. So it's not just – we don't just hit the reset button after his bare-knuckle brawl segment or whatever. Th- these things carry over, and, and they affect his life. And so there is a season-long narrative arc in season one and another one in season two. So it ends up being – you know, it sounds very simple to say, yeah, he's a life reviewer. He doesn't review movies. He reviews, well, you know, life experiences. That's one thing. But then we kind of go beyond that uh, and have things, like, really kind of pile up. And his life is getting destroyed by this <laughs> idiotic show that he does. And that was something the Australian version did to some extent, but we've kind of turned up the volume on that. Yeah, it was the uh, inspiration for Forrest McNeil from Australia as well, because obviously... I mean, you mentioned his life gets destroyed, but he's he's a really endearing type of character as his life gets destroyed throughout the entire series. <laughs> yeah, I, it's very much like we didn't feel that we had to keep any elements of the Australian version. We were just kind of told, like, hey, adapt this and make it your own. And it's not even a show that people in America have any kind of attachment to, as they might have with Ricky Gervais' office or whatever. So we felt very free to just do whatever we wanted. And their character... Uh, was a little bit more of a of a kind of a straight scientist who came to every experience in a very neutral way and and is very very serious and we kind of thought to play more to my strengths a little bit to have Forrest start off in a place of being uh, optimistic and upbeat and kind of uh, chipper and uh, happy about every assignment before he heads into it. And to, to bring a little bit more of his own kind of um, square, nerdy, upbeat, emotional life into each piece right yeah. from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I'm curious about the show, you said the show is, is completely scripted. I mean, and you can tell that when you're watching it. But are are the suggestions for things that you do scripted as well, or do they legit come from viewers? Well, no, that's the thing that I always feel like I have to explain early. Like, you know, when explaining the show, it's it's not real. It's not like people actually ask to do these things that I'm really doing. You know, Um, (laughs) it's not that kind of show. But uh, no, the the requests are all 
generated in our writer's room by our writers, like things that would be fun to see Forrest do. And sometimes they do come from, like, our own just conversations in the world. When you work on a show like this, people will say to you, you know what Forrest should do, and they'll, they'll pitch you things. And Some of those things come into the room. But we've never actually done that thing of, like, legitimately soliciting suggestions from the public of, of reviews to do. I have this weird feeling that that, that would get us sued by those people. Like, <laughs> I have no idea if that's true or not, but if somebody said, hey, Morris should review Climbing the Matterhorn, and we did it, would that person then come to us and say, hey, pay up? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Royalty, you, you took my idea. Because <laughs> I'd have to wonder, I mean, I'm sure people probably tweet at you all the time with different suggestions that you can probably do and and things like that. And I'd have to wonder if you ever read one and be like, and just after reading it, think to yourself, that's kind of brilliant. We could probably make that pretty funny. I cannot think of an example of that happening. Yes, it's true that people people send things in all the time, and I partly just kind of try to ignore them because I know, like, I, I don't want to steal somebody's idea for yeah. our show. <laughs> so I kind of just go, eh. Um, but I do have, you know, there's there's a Forrest McNeil uh, Twitter account. Forrest <laughs> is on Twitter, and I, and I do that, and people have been sending Forrest suggestions, and Forrest kind of wrote response to all of them is, Please submit your suggestions through the proper channel. <laughs> and, and there are there are no proper channels. Yeah, without telling them what it is. That's great. Yeah. Um, so switching gears a little bit here uh, from review uh, and, and some of your other work that you've done, uh, you've been on two of the better comedies, uh, really, that HBO has had to offer in the last seven to ten years, really, in Silicon Valley. Uh, you had a smaller role, but you had a much bigger role in Eastbound and Down, which is fantastic and definitely one of the better comedies HBO has ever had. Um, I'm just interested in, in that experience and working with Danny McBride and that whole crew and how that was for you uh, for that couple years where you were Principal Cutler. Yeah, that was that was amazing. That was a really, really great experience. Like I, I auditioned for that, and it was partly having worked with Will Ferrell and Semi Pro, and having known Adam McKay for a lot of years in the New York UCB world. That I think I, I, got, not, that's not how I got the part. Like I had an audition, and Danny McBride and Jody Hill had a, had a like me, but those guys were putting in a good word for me, I think. Um, and then getting to do that show, it was kind of a perfect work environment because they had great scripts but we also were free to improvise as much as we wanted. Like, they wanted any and all ideas. And they had this cool way of shooting it where they put a camera on a track and it just kind of went in an L shape. And so it was just it was easy to do whatever you wanted and the camera would get it. Like, there was no, like, you know, it was never on your back for something great. It, <laughs> it was kind of yeah. the way it worked. Um, so yeah. we were free to just improvise and do whatever we wanted. And I learned a lot from that show that, that are put into use on review because if you look at the first episode of Eastbound and Down, it kind of seems like it's just it's it's just a kind of a typical sitcom about a guy who's forced to move home and sees his old flame. Like that first episode feels a little formulaic, but it grows into something. You have to stick with it over the course of the season. Like the story is is very honest and very true to itself, and crazy things happen that that carry over from episode to episode and there's a season long arc and that was definitely something that I, I wanted to do with, with you yeah that's awesome and I'm glad that you mentioned improv as well uh, because at least in your early days I don't know if this is how you got your start but I know in your early days uh, you were involved with the Upright Citizens Brigade with Amy Poehler um, and I was just interested in what you learned 
over there and kind of how you take it over to the stuff that you do with review or you mentioned he's bounded down and all that stuff what yeah uh, what you took away from that experience yeah I, I mean i i learned a lot yeah i took um improv uh long form improv you know i was in classes with all four of the original members of the upright citizens brigade that shows there in the earliest days of that theater in new york and learned a huge amount about like how to agree with your scene partners on what it is that we're trying to do together and how to say like you know sort of this if then process like if this is true this crazy comic premise then what else is true and it's just kind of a way of like rewiring your brain to be able to kind of instantaneously come up with new material for a situation once everybody's agreed on the situation and it comes in handy all the time on the set especially in this kind of job where it's like, you know, we, we know what this scene is going to be about because it's been written, but here in the moment, like, with the actors, we can all kind of decide, like, let's put it in our own words and let's see where else we can take it. And some great stuff on review has come out of that, and the editors love that stuff. Like, they, they really pick and choose great improvised moments. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And um, just a, a quick follow-up, it seems like... Uh, kind of like review is, is scripted but it's also it has a sketch type of feel to it and you have done some sketch stuff um, along with the other types of shows that you've done I was just wondering if you had a, a preference between the uh, the types of shows uh, that you prefer to to do com- comedically it is kind of it's kind of amazing to me that you know review I don't think I set out to do this but it, it brings together so many of my favorite things to do like to tell to tell a real story uh, and to play a real character, but who's also, you know, he's sort of a sketchy character. He's an interesting meeting point between a, a pretty extreme type and a real person. And also to do these sort of short-form sketchy pieces that, that kind of, um, they sort of heighten into the ridiculous a lot of the time. So it's yeah. really been cool to be able to bring all this stuff together. And so it's funny to think about if I had to choose one of those things to do, like what would I most like to do? The answer is I'd love to, to jump around, you know, like after this is over. <laughs> I, I'd love to, I mean, I, I, first of all, I'd love to do this for a long time because it brings together all my favorite things to do. But I, but then I, I, I don't want to have to choose. I'd love to do shows that are more grounded in the real world and then get shows that get to heighten into the ridiculous and play characters that are very much like myself and characters that are kind of extreme people that you'd never really meet in the real world. I kind of kind of love to do it all. Yeah. Have, have you? Yeah, ever... I guess you seem good enough to do it all anyway. So. <laughs> um, have Have you ever tried your hand at actual stand up before, or has it all just been sketch and improv? I have. You know, I do a lot of like character monologue bits on stage. You know, and I'll I'll do them at stand up nights, and it's you know, in some ways, I I feel kind of inspired by Andy Kaufman type of stuff when I do that. Like to go up on stage at a stand up night when they're expecting a regular stand up, and to be introduced as someone that I'm not, and do like a a character monologue and see how long I can kind of fool the audience uh, before it has to just become so comedic that they know something's up. Um, <laughs> I like to do that, but as far as like, as far as going on stage as my actual self under my own name with my own kind of observations and thoughts about the world, I've tried it a bunch of times, but <laughs> I never really seem to kind of, it doesn't seem to be a great way for me to make people laugh. I don't know why. <laughs> um, I know we're running short on time, uh, but before we let you go, I just uh, I have to wonder: any plans to uh, return with the uh, the Andy Daly podcast? 
Oh, man, people do ask me that all the time, and I would love to. I thought I was going to have time to do it, like, in the beginning of this summer, but review, post-production took up too much time and just been busy. It's been a busy summer. So the answer is I don't know because it takes a lot of work. Like, I, I take it very seriously, and I don't. I never like to say anything as those characters that kind of contradicts other things that's been set up for those characters. Uh-huh. I kind of do, I, I do a lot of research on my own characters <laughs> and all the things that have been improvised in those characters. And, and I really, I, I work pretty hard on those podcasts. So it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of effort. So it's just a question of when I can set that aside and do it. But I would love to because it's really rewarding and super fun to do. Yeah. I mean, and, but being a busy man is not a bad thing. I mean, that's, that's a good thing in Hollywood. So uh, it seems like yeah, you're, it's, it. yeah, you're on the right track to doing something good, man. <laughs> so, Thank you. Uh, but uh, we're going to send people your way, as you had mentioned earlier, at TV's Andy Daly is your Twitter account. And yeah. and we want to send people to check out Review if they haven't already. It's it's a fantastic show. I, I laugh out loud every time I watch it. Uh, it's on Thursday, Thursdays at 10 o'clock on Comedy Central, and you can watch all the previous episodes from Season 1 and this uh, so far for Season 2 on ComedyCentral.com or the Comedy Central app. Uh, Andy, thanks so much for joining us. This this was a great conversation. Thank you so much. So, and we'll, we'll definitely have to try and have you on again a little bit further down the road when, uh, fingers crossed, review Season 3. I'd love it. Absolutely. Uh, All right, everybody, stick around, and we'll have more Showcast coming up right after this.